welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I will be your host and we'll have special guests from time to time. As a matter of fact, I have an amazing guest today and I can't wait to introduce you. If you have any ahs, or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. So now let's get started. So this is my amazing guest, Ridger. Is it Neil? Do you say it Nielsen? Nielsen, yeah. Nielsen. Perfect. Perfect. And and it, it's really funny. I was telling my daughter about um, reaching, uh, of communicating with Nielsen because we have worked together a couple of times, I believe, two or three. And he is amazing at just taking you from this state of anxiety or just feeling outside your body and just from his voice and how he talks to you it just calms you down or it did me calmed me down amazing and he could intuitively just know where I was in my life and work with me through a process of of changing that to being a better place. Um, amazing, amazing work. And you'd really have to experience it to understand. Um, but when um, he reaches out um, a couple of every now and then and just says, how are you doing? And so after I had started this podcast a little bit, he reached out and said, you know, how are things going with you? And I said, going great. And I said, as a matter of fact, I've started this podcast. I love doing it. At some point, I would love to have you as a guest thinking that he was going to say, well, let me see your podcast. Let me, let me see how many followers you have. Let me see all this stuff. Because to me, he is so big and all knowing. And I even told my daughter that I said, I, honey, I know you don't understand this, but when he said, yes, I would love to do this. I almost felt like if you had sent, if I had sent a message to Oprah, and said, you know, sometime in the future, you might want to come and be a guest on my podcast. And she said, sure. It was, it felt like that to me. And when, when I was telling Ridger that he says, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> but that's how I felt because I just feel like he is so inspirational to me that I was just blown away that he would get on my little old podcast and, and, you know, and interact with me. So um, thank you again for being so supportive, because to me, that feels very supportive of, of where I am in my life. And I have to be careful because I might cry um, because I'm so super excited to have you here. And I can't read his bio to you because we have just bypassed all of the the um the normal things that I do before I have a have a guest. Um and so I don't have his bio in front of me and as a matter of fact, even though we've worked together a few times, 
I really don't know his story so much. I just know how he works with me and how amazing that is. So I'm going to uh, let Ridger start telling us a little bit about his story, how he, um, how his life was before he took on this path and how that is just kind of played out for him. And what we've already talked about, it's amazing already. And so I can't, I can't wait to share this with all of my listeners. So the floor is yours. Thanks for being here. <laughs> so yes, where shall we start? I'm very excited to, uh, to be on your podcast and I think you will be doing absolutely great with this. Thank you. So, yes. Uh, I'm the founder of uh, Vyapasana Hypnosis. And what is that? Yes. First, I will take you on a small journey through my life, uh, bring you 10 years back in time where I, I was killing myself with uh, alcohol and, and cannabis abuse. 30 years of uh, alcohol and 27, 28 years of uh, massive cannabis abuse. Uh, it was deleted. The craving for this was deleted in one and a half hours uh, by a so-called coincidence. I went into a second-hand shop and found a case of books that I bought for about eight dollars. And in this book, there was in this case there was a book by a German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer about uh, life. It's in Danish. I don't know how to translate it in, in English, but life uh, capability, you can say. And uh, I was reading this in, I was laying on my sofa and my, my, my spouse uh, through 20 years that had seen me going through uh, my abuse, uh, massive, and still stayed with me, which is um, pretty impressive. Uh, saw me laying down on the sofa and reading this book. And, uh, and about one and a half hours of reading, I stood up and I was changed. Uh, in the book, there was a, a line that said, if you are a bum, then uh, uh, I get a little bit emotional at this phase uh, because it's, it's, it was an amazing experience what happened. If you are a bum, this line in the book said, uh, if you drink alcohol, you are a bum. Uh, if you if you drink alcohol in ec excessive amount, then you are a bum. And I said to myself, within myself, deep concentrated on this book, I'm not a bum. And it went, bang. the craving went. From that moment, I haven't craved at all uh, yeah. for, for for any of these alcohol or cannabis and I stood up and my wife said to me you look very very weird she said and I said I, I don't drink anymore and I, I don't uh, smoke cannabis anymore and she said yeah sure she had heard that many <laughs> times so but this time it wasn't completely true because I tried one time after but the truth was that the craving was gone and now my problem really began Over the next few days, there came an emptiness through my uh, my my consciousness. I was getting totally fearful, 
and a lot of bad things, bad thoughts begin uh, uh, filling up in my my mind, and and this was an almost desperate feeling because before I could numb it with the alcohol or cannabis. Now I couldn't. Yeah, I thought this must be wrong, so I took a um to not totally now i said it was gone to to my wife so i didn't want to do anything in front of her so i took a plane to amsterdam where i spent a lot of my youth and i went to my favorite coffee shop bought uh, some hash and rolled a joint and went down and stood by the channel in amsterdam which there is a lot of this beautiful city and i began smoking it the problem was it was gone. There was no magic left in this joint. Ah, so, so yeah. you you didn't get the effects from it. I, I got stoned. Uh-huh. But the thing it had done by numbing my feelings and my my past and all this, couldn't do it anymore. Wow. So it was there was no interest in the joint itself. So I took the the flight back to to Denmark, and I was walking around, and I was getting pretty desperate at this time because I didn't know what to do. I stayed away from from alcohol for about a month or something, but the fear and whatever was happening within me was just getting bigger and bigger, like like the wheel was begin rolling. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, um. What you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, is that now that you don't have this numbing substance, that all the things that you've been numbing yourself from all these years were all in your mind at the same time, and you were trying they to were figure coming, out how to deal with them? They were coming like a fresh okay, thing okay. to my mind, okay. and this was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So uh, the journey became very fearful, I can tell you, and uh, pretty wild. So... Uh, 22nd of December, uh, it was 10 years uh, ago, my wife was away and and I bought my favorite alcohol in large amount and took it to my house and I began drinking. I got drunk, but the problem was the magic was gone. There was nothing in this that could help me anymore. So... Today, if somebody smoke a joint or there is alcohol close to me, there is it has no effect on me. No effect at all. Uh, I have no craving for it anymore. But the problem was that this freight train of feelings and everything was going through my mind. And it was getting more and more over the, the years, uh, the following years. And it drive me in such a painful uh, mind that I went into insanity, Mm. Uh, truly insanity. Uh, I was totally insane for a few years. Went through uh, psychiatric uh, ward and they couldn't help me. They could only make my problems larger by giving me something that I could addict to again. Yeah. but it had no effect on me. Only my body it had an effect on. And uh, they gave up on me uh, after a while. They couldn't help me. They they said, we don't know what to do. So they let me go. 
and and I was so insane at this time that my wife was afraid of me, so I couldn't stay at the home. The police had taken me away from home because I was gone. So uh, do you mean that you were getting um, kind of belligerent with people from the frustration? Or what, what is was... belligerent? What does um, that mean? Um, being very vocal and yelling and screaming. No, and no, no. Being not confrontational. I was, okay. no, I was never... Uh, I was never uh, dangerous in any way. I was just weird and, okay. and scared. And, and you know, uh, I was laying in a caravan for a month without coming out, not eating, not sleeping. Okay. Things totally insane. So my wife didn't know what to do. And my whole circle of, of contacts didn't know what to do with me. The psychiatry, uh, the the doctors didn't know what to do. They just said, "We don't know what's going on with you, and we don't know how to help you." And in the end, they just let me out. Uh, not that I was locked up like that, but mm -hmm. they did their best. But there was nothing to do. Nobody could help me, and I knew nobody could help me. So I went out living in a place. There was a a, a former colleague that had a a place uh, in the winter that was only used in the summer month. So was I, I rented that from him uh, and I was staying out there uh, with my insanity and, and he knew that this was no good. So, so he was looking up at me in the beginning, but then he just left, left me because I was really, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't find out how to make food. I was, you know, not keeping clean, I was insane. Mm. I was walking up and down the floor so the tile was breaking because wow. I was walking so much up. Totally insane. Uh, and it went on for for a month. And then one morning I woke up and this was in, I, I can't remember, it's maybe in 2014 or something, around that time. I woke up one morning and I thought, you're going to die from this and you're going to die a, a terrible death. Uh, you got to do something or something and the, the, everything was rolling on. And suddenly I cut hold of a thought about this book. What had really happened at that time? And I begin looking into it. And I was studying within myself with the insanity running around. I found a place within myself that I could keep on to, a perception I could keep on to within myself. And it was this line of words. If you drink alcohol in an excessive amount, you're a bum. And I thought, this was magical word. There must be something around it. So I, within myself, within my insanity, I begin studying this, uh, this line of words. And I expanded it within myself. And suddenly one day after, I can't remember how long because time was weird yeah. for me. After a while, I suddenly thought it must be thoughts. And something with these thoughts just made me wonder. It's only thoughts. If I can create a different thought, then I will have a different reality. 
So I went home to a place within myself and accepted that there was only this present moment. There was no past now. There was no future now. There was only this present moment and this I, line of work. It gives me chills when you yes. say that. So keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, no problem. <laughs> there was only this present moment. No past, no future, just the present moment. And this line of work, if you drink alcohol in excessive mouth, you're a bum. And I changed it slowly within. If you don't stay in this present moment, you're insane. And I developed these things and suddenly I was sure it was all just thoughts. So I practiced within myself. I practiced to stop the thoughts. And one morning I woke up, I didn't have a thought, not a single thought that was totally empty from thoughts. And I knew in that moment I was healed. So I began laughing because now it was all laughable. My past was laughable. My fear for the future was laughable. There was nothing than emptiness. And I was the creator of this emptiness, how I wanted my life to be. So slowly I started a thought, but a thought I want. And I turned it off again and I turned it off another thought and I was playing with my thought and suddenly I had full control of my thoughts. I walked out the door. Everything I was fearful from before was gone. Every time it began, I just said, bang, it was gone. I could stop my thoughts. I could keep without thought as long as I wanted. There was only this present moment, nothing else. No perception. If I didn't want the perception, I could move my perception out of my body. I could move it everywhere. I had full control of everything in my life. And I thought, this is quite incredible. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I just said, stop the medicine that they had put me on. And to be sure, I went to a doctor that was into getting it out of the system. And I talked with him and he gave me a few ideas of how to do it uh, proper. So mm -hmm. I followed his direction to be sure, but I knew I could do it. And, and he said, I think it will take you about. I remember I said to him, because it was pretty heavy medicine they had put me on. I remember I had read that as long as you have been on this medicine, and I had been on it for a few years, as long as you have been on this medicine, the longer, as long it will take to go out of it. Mm. And he said to me, and excuse my language now, but that was what he said. He said, if you believe the fuckers out there, then go with them, or you trust me, you need to be out of this medicine in three weeks. Wow. Uh, uh, and he gave me, me me an idea of how to do it. And I said, I can do it faster. I said to him, because there's only thoughts. And he said, mm, let's see. I think it was six days I was out of it. 
Wow. Without any craving, without any uh, feelings in my body at all, with totally just empty the head was gone. Um, I began just working normally. My life was totally changed and nothing could shake me anymore. Mm -hmm. I went to a, a workplace where I was driving a truck. And at this workplace, I met a guy that I thought was so positive and so had such a big charisma that I talked a lot with him. And uh, we were, were talking and I thought he was so, I met him in my past time as well. We talked, great talks and everything. And one day I said to him, you must be the most beautiful and inspiring and, and wonderful person I've met. I said to him, uh, and he looked at me and said, you haven't caught it at all, have you? I said, what? When I met you, I was depressed. I was almost killing myself. But you changed it all by just talking to me. I thought, what? Wow. I didn't understand this. What? I didn't do anything. And he said, no, but you have a way about you and your voice and everything about you that just does magic, he goes. And I thought, and he goes, you should go and, and, and talk with these Buddhistic monks. There isn't a temple. In, in, in the north of Denmark, in Aalborg. Uh, try to go out there because I think you will get something out of it. And I thought, I had been in India many years ago, totally blown out of my head on, on cannabis in India. And it was, whoa, and I met some Buddhists. So I knew a little bit about it, but not not much. So I thought, and one but day... You, but you know, really quick, that's one of the things that is amazing about any of this work is we just talking to someone you don't realize how much of an impact that you can have on somebody's life and you're just doing your thing you know yeah. and and having a conversation and and it, it it's life altering so that's that's just um mind-boggling and i just wanted to bring a point to that that it's yeah, and true. that's where everybody you know um can actually just by being kind and listening to someone can make a difference. So um, oh, yeah. that's just profound, right? Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, it's 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 a, a tool. Uh, mm -hmm. Talking to each other, and and if we don't think we have an impact, we are lying to ourselves. Yeah. So that's why we need the wisdom to say the right things because it can be impactful. Mm -hmm. but I was working at this truck stop is, if it's okay Vicky I, I, I continue the story yes definitely um, I was working at this truck firm and it was a pretty you know some truck firms uh, are just in there for the money and don't think about safety and regulation and, and this was one of the companies because I just took whatever I could get but when they tried to stress me I couldn't get stressed and I just follow the rules uh, of whatever they said. Take this container, even though it was illegal. And I just didn't do it. I just said, no, it couldn't be bothered. And even though, though it was my work, I was just following the law. Uh, and, and that wasn't well seen in this company. So, mm. so, 
So they uh, they put a pressure on and they couldn't press me. They couldn't push me. I was just doing uh, following. I knew the law, so I just followed that. So after three months, they said, we can't use you. And I said, okay, sack me. I don't care. It, if if you if you want to sign me, and I didn't have another job, um. So so, but at the day when I I got sacked, I remember what he said about uh, this Buddhistic temple. So I thought I go past that because I was close to, and and I called him up and asked him where it was, and and he uh, he um, he said, oh, it's there and there, and and. Uh, and I drove down there and, and knocked on the door. It was, I, I remember it was a Tuesday morning. Um, I just handed the truck over again and was in, uh, you know, just driving. And and um, and I went down and knocked and this small Buddhistic monk came, came out, Asian, uh, you know, Thailand. Um, and he said, what do you want? He said, and I said, I was standing there. I didn't know what I wanted, so I had to say something. <laughs> So I said to him, uh, um, oh, I want to learn to meditate because I knew they were doing something that was called meditation and I didn't really know what it was. But uh, I thought something I had to say. So he said, he looked down at me and he said, but you have to take your shoes off. And I was just like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I took my shoes off and, and came in and he sat beside me in, in, in the temple room uh, with the Buddha in front of us and everything thing and I thought this was a bit surreal and he said to me uh, do you have mental problems he said to me I said no no I have deleted them myself I said to him and he looked at me with a, like that was a bit weird and he said are you a drug abuser or alcohol abuser I said no no I have a, I have deleted that and he goes then there can only be one one reason why you're here, he said. And I said, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was all weird. He said, you must have met the historical Buddha in an earlier life. And I thought, now it's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, uh, I was sitting there. Hmm. And, and he said, oh, I take you as my student, by the way. Okay. Come here out on Thursday, and I will uh, teach you to to practice via pasana meditation. And I thought, okay. And I go, uh, why did you have to ask me these things? Because he said, it's my reincarnation that is going wrong. If this, if I take a student, and it won't, it's not good, you mm -hmm. know. But you be all right. He goes, and I was. I was all like, whoa, what is happening here? I was really, uh, I couldn't help myself laughing. And I thought, this is so weird. <laughs> and I walked out to my car and sat down. And I thought, this is too good. So I called my wife up and she goes, where are you? Because she knew I had stopped working and she knew I'd let the truck uh, go and take my car, but I didn't come home. So she called me up because she was a bit worried, I guess. And I goes, oh, I have met the historical Buddha. And she goes, what? Because <laughs> she knew my history. And I go, no, no, I will explain this to you. It's so weird. I tell you, it's so weird. Uh, I, can't, I can't really uh, explain it right now. I said to her. 
And I was laughing all the way home on the highway that was 40 kilometers. And I was laughing all the way. And I thought, this is so weird. This is really weird. Uh, and I had to go out to this temple on uh, on on Thursday, and and uh, he had said these things, and I, I still these days I can't really really you know relate to them. It it was just words, you know. And <clears throat> I went home, and I, I was sitting there and thinking and laughing of it, and and telling my my friends and and family that you know this this was funny. So there was a few people that knew I was going out on Thursday to to meditate, uh, to learn to meditate, and um, so so there was a bit of people getting a little bit excited about listening and and probably hoping me for for having a good story when I come back. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I was getting a little bit nervous. Yeah, not uh, but you know excited and and thinking this was. Something funny, so I came out there uh, uh, this the following Thursday, and um, <clears throat> the same monk came out and he said, uh, "Please come in to to the to the center, and I will show you." And Vipassana meditation is two third walking meditation, and that is for wisdom, and then one third sitting meditation, which is for uh, concentration. Mm -hmm. So, and it should be the historical Buddha should have given this meditation to humans. Uh, and it was like a weight uh, that you had to do it with one third concentration and two third walking uh, with open eyes. And, and the sitting part, the concentration part is with closed eyes. And um, so... He shows me the walking path first, and and he goes beside me, and I can see that he is following what I do. And about half an hour into to the walking uh, posture or the walking meditation, he stops me and he asks me about something, and I answer him. And he goes, "I know you have met the historical Buddha then, because otherwise you couldn't answer me that way." And I thought, "Yeah, relax, relax." And he get me to sit down after a quarter of an hour and ask me about the phenomenon that I meet. And I explain it to him. And he just say, I haven't seen this before. He goes, uh, you can already do the meditation, he goes. Um, and he Every time I go with the, I, I train the meditation with him for 10 months, almost every day, uh, sometimes four or five hours I'm out there. And every time he asks me about the phenomenon I meet, and, and every time I tell him the phenomenon, and he sit and write down the, the phenomenon that I have uh, and say, this is quite amazing. He goes every time, and I, I'm getting my ego is getting pumped up because I'm pretty <laughs> talented. I, I, I work out, yeah. So I, I really problem with the you know almost you know I'm the master. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally, I'm good at something. You know? <laughs> so so it, it's a funny, um, funny um, journey. 
And then, then after about three months, uh, I'm sitting and talking to him, and I'm getting curious about these phenomenons because he asked me about them. And it's like a phenomenon. What is a phenomenon? If I shall explain it, it's something that is truth for you deep within yourself without any external thing. And it's without words. It's almost not possible to explain them. But the explanation you can get with your words made sense for him anyhow. And I found out that he had been, after three months, I found out he had been doing a PhD in Buddhistic psychology on in a, a Thai university. Mm. Where he had, I think, for seven months or something. It might not be correct uh, totally because I can't remember all the details. But he had had, I think it was 33 students that he had followed from scratch from the beginning and to the those seven or X amount of month. And the phenomenon was pretty much the same. There was only a difference in the speed. Okay. And not to be too bold, but I had a tremendous speed in my phenomenon because um, already after three months, uh, I was pretty advanced. And after 10 months, he said, you're your own teacher. Uh, and um, this was actually a, a pretty weird feeling for me because the last phenomenon he asked me about was turned out to be my exam <laughs> oh. kind of things. He, he, he left me to do my own teaching from now on, he said. And he became one of my best friends uh, that we can we can talk about everything and and um, but he wasn't my teacher anymore. Now we were just friends. And I was standing with a, you know, kind of like a child that lost a parent feeling mm. uh, think uh, because I was suddenly there facing that now I had to continue practicing uh, via personal meditation but I didn't have a cheat anymore yeah and I knew within myself I wouldn't seek for another teacher because I knew he was right I was my own teacher <laughs> um and it was you know, there was a lot of things going on within me at that time. So to just, you know, find my own journey, I went went home and found the book with a sentence. Mm -hmm. I opened the, the book and there was no sentence that said what I had read. It was really? Old. There was no sentence. There was only my subconscious that had done it all. Wow. And it saved my life. But it was never in the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That was a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One yeah. of the wildest. And um, I have never found out why or anything. I just know it was the truth. And it saved my life. So I thought, with all this, my compassion towards all creatures, 
just begin rising up within myself. I was free of pain. I had no suffering anymore. And I wanted everybody to have this. And I went to the monk that was my friend now. And I said, this is so easy. I said to him, we must be able to tell everybody how to do this. And he said, it's not possible. You are not normal, he said. You're the only one I've seen that is able to go that fast. People have to go through the track. You're not normal, he said. And I said, there is a way. I know there is a way. And he goes, then find the way. Many people have seeked about this way, but they haven't found it. So I said to him, I will find a way. And I begin looking to the internet. And I found a book by Freddie Jackwin, uh, English uh, hypnotist. And I mm -hmm. read this book. And immediately when I read it, it sounds familiar in some way. And I thought, there is something about it. So I went to the monk and I said to him, listen, I think hypnosis can do it. And he goes, no, I don't believe you. So I, I begin looking and, and, and searching for a place where I can learn something. I didn't know anything. I thought hypnosis was making people that dark and dancing on a stage, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's a lot uh, of people's know, only, perception, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about it, to be quite honest. But but I thought it was interesting and I wanted to do something because I've had this uh, profound uh, revelation about myself. And I knew it was within me. Nobody external had done anything. It was all within me. So I knew that was a key for everyone. So I went to this course and I was sitting and reading this script that we got and had to do it. And I thought, this just doesn't make sense to me. It's a lot easier than this. So I read half a script and I said to them, I can't do this. It's, it, it's not for me. It might be all right for anyone else, but I can't do this. And, and they go, what do you want to do then? I will show you. And immediately when I took the first one I showed them, I could already hypnotize with my own way. And as you have seen, nobody taught me that. It was just natural for me. And it was mm -hmm. so natural that I never read a script. I've never taken anything. I've taken courses in it. But and it's not to be be arrogant or anything. They couldn't teach me anything. I already knew my way in this hypnotist uh, thing. And it was just kind of waste of money. But mm -hmm. it was quite funny because I had a lot of clients that I could uh, kind of play with. Um, not play with, but you know what I mean? It was, it yeah. was so wild that I could do this thing. I didn't know what it was I could do, but I could do it. And, and so I began working with uh, with clients just to, for a testimonial because I found out if I had to get this out, I had to show people that that I could do this, that it was true what I was doing. So I had to like uh, get in contact with other hypnotists and show them my work like I did with you, uh, Vicky. Mm -hmm. uh, and every time I had someone from the industry 
they were pretty impressed with me. Uh, to be quite honest, they were blown out of their their box. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, so yes, and and for two or three years, I was actually just doing it because I found it so interesting. I didn't yeah. even think about making a business out of it because it was just I was just mind blowing out of what I could do. Yeah. And, and I had to, you know, really control my ego all the time because it was just, I could sit down. I didn't, I didn't make anything in advance and I didn't know the person. I never asked them about their problem. I didn't do anything. I was just sitting down and everything just came to me. I just turned off the thoughts and opened up for the phenomenon. And every time I knew what to do. Yeah. Intuitively, yeah. without knowing anything about the person. But of course, life is like that. You need to make money. So at one stage, I had to start a company, and now I have started doing it professionally and in groups and and all this. And it's quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. And you know, and it's um, when you're talking about that, it's it's like. A lot of times I think people that have gifts like what you do, you know, we're taught that, you know, we have to get a certification here. We have to learn this. We have to learn that. But when you look at it, the 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 history of hypnosis, somewhere it started with someone saying, I can do this and creating something. And then other people have learned that since then. So you're kind of in your own lane of you created something um, similar, but totally different at the same time. And, you know, to me, it, cause I, I, I love that it, it never feels like you're hypnotizing anything or anything like that. It's like, we're having a conversation. We get really relaxed, blah, blah, you know, <laughs> I it's don't just, do any suggestions. Yeah. I don't do any preparation. We're yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The way I look at it. I don't even know what hypno uh, hypnosis is in that relay. I just know people call it hypnosis. Yeah. For me, it's like I'm not a therapist either because yeah. I don't ask people about their problem. Never. Not before, not after. Yeah. For me, it's just illusions. Yeah. I remember one session that we had. Um, it was like we were kind of it was like we were finished and you ask me a question and for the life of me, I don't remember what it is. And when you asked me that question, I started crying mm, and I you remember. said, well, let's work on that. And you just started this whole different process about this one question. And I wish I could remember off the top of my head what it was, but and it's probably it's irrelevant for you to remember because it's past. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, um, I, I loved that because you could tell that there was still something in me that was wanting to be released. Mm. And you just took me straight to that place. Um, so it was really, really amazing. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a hypnotist, but I'm a trained hypnotist that has all these certifications and this and stuff. And so sometimes, um, I find sometimes I kind of get bogged down with all the knowledge, you know, and yes, I have, and, and, and I have to just kind of say, okay, 
I'm going to do this piece here and I'm just going to let the questions come to me. It's kind of like in a way what I do with this podcast is that um, I don't like having written questions that I'm going to ask beforehand. And I did have one guest that sent me her bio and in there she had a list of some questions. And so I told her, I said, you know, I really don't like having a list of questions and I just let intuition guide me. And, and she said, well, a lot of people like questions. So I've just got where I include that in my bio. And to me that um, the, the moment that you're talking to someone, it's like certain things come to mind that I need to ask this, or I need to, you know, um, focus on this particular thing. And it just goes from there. And um, and so that feels really good to me and it feels, um, more authentic, more natural. And, and so I, I love that when we have worked together, it's like, you've just known and pulled out of me, you know, some things that I didn't even know were, um, holding me down or holding me back and keeping me from being my authentic self. But I never asked you any. Yeah, no, never ask me any questions, except for, you know, after something came up, you might ask me a question about this thing. And then it was like, a, a mind blowing, really. Mm. Yeah. Yes, because I really, truly don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So, but so, anyway... What's what's going you know, on with you with you now? Um, since you've you've been working with people, and I know I had sent you a video testimonial about one of the times that we had worked together, um, and so I really think we must have worked together three times. Um, that I, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, something like that. I think we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, and each one was even better than the one before. And, mm. um, you know, and it's just, it's just built upon itself. And I really love that. So how do you, um, uh, I don't, I, so w thinking about what you're doing now, and if you wanted to tell somebody, um, a little bit about, uh, what they would experience working with you and how can they reach out to work with you and that mm. kind of thing. So our one um, one epiphany that you've had during this process. I know that's a lot of little questions, but <laughs> epiphany. I don't know the English word epiphany. What does that mean? Um, epiphany is like you had this. Um, to me, and I could be wrong on what the actual definition is, but it's like you're doing something, and suddenly this idea comes to you, like, wow, that's what this means. That's what this is all about. That's kind of an epiphany to me. Yes. Uh, what happens when I work with clients is that I'm empty for thought and a phenomenon guides me of the next step and it just happens. I can't really say it more clear than that. It mm -hmm. just happens. Uh, and I must say, to be quite honest, I don't remember many times it has felt. And I think it's about 230 or 240 clients with group sessions mm -hmm. that I have worked with. And I don't really know 
what happened. I just know that it went well. Mm -hmm. And I, my curiosity of the reason for it has disappeared. Uh, like I reached out to you and, and hear how you're going is just my compassion to mm -hmm. wish you well. Uh, but but um, but I'm not curious about if there is something you don't want to tell me or if something you keep to yourself or anything. It's it's just I listen to you. Uh, what you want to tell me is fine, you know. Uh, but I I don't have this curiosity uh, that is the way I look at it is no good. Because mm -hmm. it's your life or anybody's life, and they should only tell me what they want me to know. Yeah, but on the other hand, I know when we've worked together, you just knew things. It's yes. like you would say, Well, I feel that this is, and you know, and it would even be something that I didn't know how to voice yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. It's, def uh, it's definitely I, amazing. I don't know where it comes from, and I don't even worry about it. It mm -hmm. works. Yeah. And that's all that is. And it's creating good things. So that's all I can say to it in a way, because I know if I begin using my brain to my weird brain to begin <laughs> analyzing these things, I might destroy the things that I yeah. actually do. So yeah. I don't I don't even worry about that. My work now is progressing in that way that I work with a lot of people in group events to like get the network out there, get my work out there. Uh, of course, I charge money for it now because I have to the taxman say uh, and 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 to get my life because I really want to do this work. I'm still working with the monk. Uh, we are we are begin small on on doing YouTube. Uh, we have filmed three films where we take a subject for uh, for the YouTube uh, channel and and talk about half an hour an hour around, for instance, love and kindness, uh, be a person of hypnosis compared to be a person of meditation. We have taken and and different subjects that we mm -hmm. find an interest. So, what's that, that YouTube channel? Uh, we ha we haven't at the moment. It's just my name, Rudiger Nielsen, uh, YouTube, and 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 my website is just rudigernielsen.dk, uh, where where you can find testimonials and and all that. I made the website myself, and I'm not a brilliant web designer, but uh, I try to do everything myself. Well, you're better than me because I don't even have a website because I've tried. I've sat down and tried to do it. It's like. Oh. It just feels so mind-boggling. It's like, okay, I think I'm okay. I don't need a website right now. Yes, yes, I understand <laughs> what you mean, Began. I was there at a moment, and I had a, a, a friend I met at a course that helped me start it, and I'm happy he did. Uh, so, so I can do small things, but it's not a fancy website or anything. Uh, but, but I have a website. That's, a, that's good. I put a picture up. So, <laughs> so that's what I really do now. And and I've started in a small way. I started making a via a hypnosis education. 
I just put the first lines down to what I want wanted to to fill with, and it's it's uh, when I fill with you probably don't say in English, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, what yes. the 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 part of it will be, and it will be basic vipassana uh, meditation online, mm-hmm. uh, uh, basic hypnosis, and I might get some good good colleagues. I have to do parts of it. Uh, and there might be some social media because I can't do anything with social media almost. I can put a post on Facebook and then I'm already bored with it. It's yeah. just not for me. So 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 I have a, a good colleague that uh, I have worked with that might be doing this part for me. Uh, we are in negotiation around this and one that do the basic normal standard hypnosis uh, which is good to know, for, and then then I will do a part with um, with the uh, vipassana hypnosis, and I don't know if I can teach anyone this. I just don't know because I haven't tried. Uh, it might just be me that can do this. I don't know, but but hopefully I find a way that other people can can use their intuition in the same way. Let's see what what happens. I can't promise anyone anything around yeah. this and in this there is also a bit of using vipassana to your personal economic situation because i found out that a lot of people uh, have their problem is that they can't control their own spendings and their own uh, fortune or whatever you say uh, so there is a way to use vipassana hypnosis self hypnosis uh, that i teach to begin to having a, another view of economics to to get you out of the 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 hook of being a slave to an income uh, and and become more reliant on your own judgment of economic things but this is just in the infant. Of, mm, of, that sounds very, uh, very interesting. Yeah. So I try, yes, and 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 also um, a bit more um, around spirituality and 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 stocks. Uh, and it sounds like it's not possible, but it is. Uh, so it's like a holistic uh, education I try to create. Uh, and of course, I hope I will do it, but otherwise, it's my journey mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have any goal. I don't have any expectation of what it will uh, provide for me. Uh, I'm more or less staying in this present moment right now with you. That's all that matters for me right now. Mm-hmm. And that is gone. It's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we must see what happens with this, but. Um, but yeah, I, de- I definitely want to keep um, um, in contact a little bit more and hear more about all of that stuff. And um, and when um, I'm going to be sending you some your links and all these different things. But before I do that, um, I'm going to um, ask you to send me some information like your bio and some links and things for you that I can put in um all of my documentation so that anybody that is watching or listening now, I'll be able to put 
everything in the comments or in the description so that they can actually reach out to you and experience this for themselves. And I know you said you're doing only group stuff right now, correct? No, no, I do uh, not many. I, I don't have that many clients because uh, I don't do much out of getting them. Mm -hmm. I do a bit of a group. If someone contact me and and I find it uh, beneficial for them, then then I do uh, a session. But I'm not out putting out commercials, and I don't post much on social media. I only have my Facebook and and my YouTube channel. And if somebody comes past uh, and and I'm the right one for them, I'm, it's not for everyone. Right. It's, it might just be for a few. It might just be for me and you. I don't know. But, you know. <laughs> so, we shall see, I, right? Well, you yes, know that I, I have no ambition, and I don't have any pressure on 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 trying to no expectations, right? No, yeah, yeah. Well, see, to me, it's like it's it's just important to get the voice out there, um, and then the people who. Um, are meant to be there will come together to yes. to hear right yeah 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 and, and of course one day i would love to come to america and make it big in america because that could be fun yeah that's, that's the way i look at it you yeah. know it's, it's i don't really i i might seem like i have a lot of ambition but truly i don't really i don't really i just have a peaceful and quite interesting life, I must say. Uh, and it was just because I went within. And to be quite honest, what I do is so incredible easy. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, share with everybody your background, because I thought that was really, really cool. Oh, this one? Yes, yes. Uh, monk, Brock. Um, the, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's from a Buddhistic monk uh, borrowed to yeah. put in my back here. Yeah, that's nice because I don't know when I when I first saw it, I thought it was a sheet, but to find out yeah. that it's no, this is true. This yeah, is true. Yeah, that it's <laughs> like monks. It's like it just feels so good. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> yes, wonderful. So, um, like I said, I'm going to, you've already shared your YouTube channel and your Facebook. Um, it's so called people, Woody Nielsen. Yes. I'm a, I'm a lazy person, so I, <laughs> I couldn't come up with a really good name. Maybe so it's not lazy. Own. It's simple because the more simple you can make things, the easier it is for people to find you. So if you had a different name for each one little thing, you know, it might be that people are looking for Ridger Nielsen and they can't find you. So this yes. is, I think simplicity is the best, the best thing. The only thing with the website, it's DK in the end, because 
I couldn't be bothered finding the .com. I probably have that one uh, bought as well, but that was what I put in that day, and that was what it became, and I never got any closer to getting anything else. Well, when you so, get somebody to work on this stuff for you, I know there are ways to have different email addresses all go to the same thing, so I'm not I sure have, how that happens. I think I have managed that. I think even when you put .com in, I think I actually worked that out a few yeah. years ago. But, yeah, you know, don't have the big large amount of traffic. Uh, no, well, that's about to change. Options. That's about to change, and we then you'll be in. You'll come to America, and you'll be such a big hit. But I definitely want to be in the front row when you uh, when when you come to America to speak because I I want to be there. <laughs> I love to see you there, Vicky. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, is there anything that you want to? to share or to say before we end this uh, podcast? It has been interesting. Uh, somehow I like talking, uh, but uh, it has been interesting. It's the first time I've been on a podcast. And okay. to be quite honest, I don't even really know what it is, but uh, <laughs> I see what happens. <laughs> All right. Wonderful, wonderful. So thank you so much. And the, um, the one thing that I want to say is that I will be putting in the com uh, in the description how to get in touch with Ridger and as well as how to get in touch with me. So anybody that is um, wanting to get in touch with me, you can always reach out to me on my email, which is theenlightenedpeach at gmail.com. And um, I will be putting all of my social media stuff on here as well. So I would love to be able to help anybody that feels that I am the person that they want to speak to. Um, I would I would love to um, get a, um, a an email and um, be able to um, create this connection um, with others. And so, with that said, this has been such an amazing pleasure, and I know that the people that see this are going to be really, really blown away with your, your story and how all of this has transpired in your life. So everybody have an amazing, amazing time. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here.